And we're back. Welcome back to the For Film Sake Podcast. I'm Brian Archija. And I'm Chris Lucky. And today we are going to talk about drama. But before we get through any of that, mm-hmm. let's talk about our drama. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, 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 oh. You guys, oh, oh, you guys might oh. not, you guys might not know, but um, Brian Archie and I have taken our relationship to the next step. Oh yeah, we're. Oh no 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 no, no. not that not no, no, what's happening. We're now on Google. Are we Play. fucking now? You know what? what? That's, that's that's like old <laughs> old 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 shit. Like we've been fucking for quite a while. You know, I think you people can tell from the rapport. That I think so too. <laughs> they can tell that we have been inside each other. <laughs> God. <laughs> the, the next the next step that we uh that we've taken is that we're on google play now we are Hell we yeah. just made it into the google play library for podcasts you can find us if you search for us on your uh, this is for android specifically mm-hmm. if you find us in your google music app you can find us in for film sakes it works just like itunes you subscribe to us and you choose mm-hmm. when you want to get notifications mm-hmm. so now if you're an android listener we got you. We got that ass. We got you. <laughs> nice. Uh, it took me a while because I didn't know that Google had a podcast app. I didn't either. Um, so it, it, we had to like get some people to tell us like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you not on Google? Yeah. First we'll be like, oh, shit, we should be on Google. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So now we're on Google. Hell yeah. That's a story. Uh, also, um, this is going to be the first podcast where we're actually going to have a drink. This is true. Yeah, yeah. we have a beer. Cheers. Do you want to cheers that up? Yeah, yeah. cheers. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. We are drinking Corona. Yes. <laughs> Which is my favorite summer beer. Summer beer. Corona is my favorite summer beer. Hell yeah. Because it's just light. It, it's like a soda mm-hmm. and it doesn't taste too hoppy or anything like it's that. Not, it's not, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, it you, that shit with a burger. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. So good. <laughs> I was just telling Brian uh, before we got on the air, like mm-hmm. my eating habits. Because, <laughs> all right, I'm I'm 31. I'll be 32 this year. And I'm like, if you only knew, like, I, I rarely get to eat. Mm-hmm. I have to exercise all the fucking time just to have a body that I don't care for at all. Like, I hate my fucking body. <laughs> you I'm know? sorry, dude. And I have to work my fucking ass off for this shitty piece of shit. <laughs> Metabolisms just don't work the same after no, a certain man. time, dude. No, like, if I did nothing for this body, yeah. I would love it. Like, to do nothing <laughs> for this body, this body is great, <laughs> you know? But not to be putting in as many hours. But that's besides the point. We're going to have a great podcast today, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, today, we, like I said, we're going to talk about drama, mm-hmm. which is such an expansive fucking genre. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean... Drama, there's, first of all, drama is interesting to me because everything has drama in it. It does. Everything it does. has at least one dramatic element in, yeah. into it. But usually, the way, like, drama is effective depending on how you present it, I think. Mm. And that's, I think that's kind of what, what I would like to talk about. Okay. Um, but before that, we'll do another little catch-up. Yeah. I am so fucking angry with people. Speak that shit, On man. the last... Okay, the last two weeks have been like every almost everybody that I interacted with mm-hmm. made me want to fucking just walk away from the conversation. Yes. <laughs> and it's not like they did anything bad. It's not like they did anything awful. Yeah. But I've been around so many people for the last two weeks yeah. that I just I just don't want to deal with people's shit. No, I know. I, know I don't want to do it. Yeah. And it makes me sound like an asshole because today it's cool. Mm-hmm. People were wanting to talk to me and I was just like, I got to like, do no. another thing. I yeah. can't. I got to do it. I can't. I, gotta, I can't leave. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, excuse me and if we just burp at the same time i did a little clearing of the throat you know but <laughs> okay. yeah we both did a little something um but uh i can't i can't stand people anymore there's mm. like three specific people yeah four maybe there's like a name for that for people that don't like other people misanthropes misanthropes yeah yeah misanthropes. Misanthropes. exactly yeah and i 
I just I just been learning how much of a misanthrope I actually am. Yeah. Because I thought I always thought I was like, ah, ha, ha, fuck people. Mm. But now I'm like, ugh, fuck people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's no, awful. I, see it. I could definitely see it. And and like it it definitely shows up in how I interact with people that I'm working with. Because mm. work, Brian, and not doing anything, Brian, are mm. two very different type of people. Sure. Same general mindset, but mm. very different interactions. Yeah. And because normal Brian is tired of people's shit, mm. work Brian is getting into angry Brian. And angry Brian is going to wreck some fucking ass <laughs> if nothing gets fixed when he wants something to be fucking fixed. So, like, work Brian has been getting inside of angry Brian? No, like, I feel like normal Brian mm. has been has been fucking ang- angry Brian, like, work uh, Brian. Uh, and it's mm. turning him into angry Brian. Yes. Because yes. all of the anxiety that normal Brian experiences mm. manifest into, like, Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just an angry person now for the last. Week you're an angry and half. Brian. You're an angry Brian. Yeah, I'm an angry Brian <laughs> for, for at least a week now. Yeah. Like from now on till two weeks later. Yeah. I'm gonna be fucking angry Brian at school. Yes. Because there's shit that we gotta fucking do. Because it's the finals week. Yep. And we got assholes running about not knowing what they're supposed to fucking do. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah. fucking gets on my tits. <laughs> gets on my tits. I hate it. We, we were in a uh, after hours uh, classroom today. And we just heard like a plane flying over top. I was like, man, just drop the fucking bomb. Just drop it on us right now. <laughs> just fucking end it. Just do it. <laughs> you know? uh, it's just... Like the last, and this is how angry I've been the last couple of weeks. We've been on set shooting like interviews and commercials for yeah. one of our classes. Yeah. And every time that there was like a quiet moment, I would look someone in the eye and it's just like, hey, do you have a rope? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And they would be like, a rope? I didn't need a rope. It's just like, oh, because the stinger is not long enough to hang myself. Oh. <laughs> and I'd just be like, what the fuck? A stinger to the layman is an extension cord. This is true. <laughs> and a C47 to the even more layman is mm. a goddamn clothespin. There it goes. Fuck you, film world. Yo, I got mm-hmm. to run over like four bags of Doritos today. <laughs> that was right. That, that was my favorite my moment of the day today. Oh, yeah. Just seeing your face as you fucking ran over this. Yes. Like I got to let off so much tension, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like you put something in the middle of the road and tell me to angrily run it over and then put that bitch in reverse, come back and then snatch the chips out of the guy's hand. Like I let off all of my anger for the day like so right beautiful. there. <laughs> the face when you first did it. We were doing the first take, and mm-hmm. Chris's face as he pulled into the car looked like someone shat on a bowl of cornflakes, and he was going to take that bowl of cornflakes and, like, smash it into Hitler's face. Yeah. That's what it felt like, and it was beautiful. Yeah. It, it was, was a beautiful moment. It was a good time. It was good. Uh, um, also, the first time that I didn't do almost anything did you? on one of those sets. You were pretty productive. Uh, yeah, but compared to, like, what I normally do okay, in I that class, that. Yeah. no one asked me of anything today. That was because I wasn't behind the camera. Yeah. If yeah. you're behind the camera, people will ask you for shit. Yep. As long as you stay the fuck away from that, you're no one's asking you for anything. What do you think this guy does? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, uh, anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, this week in the this week, uh, the catch up. Uh, Shameless. I seen Shameless, Shameless again. It's the show with uh, William H Macy, uh, Emmy Rossum. Uh, that sounds familiar. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. On, it's that was on a new season recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's on Showtime. Um, it's on. Well, I guess it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Is what we're watching it on. My girlfriend's seen every single episode, and I talked about how it's one of the better shows that I can't get around Enjoy. to watching. I remember know? that. Yeah, yeah. I got to watch a uh, episode, a couple of episodes uh, this past week, and this show is so good, man. Is it? It's really, yes. really good. I mean, it's like it's not like 
categorically the best show on television, mm-hmm. but it's a really it's entertaining. No, it's like good. it's it's good enough to have you sit there for an hour without. Is it a sort of drama inspired, comedy inspired? Comedy inspired. Comedy inspired. Comedy. Cool. It's it's heavy comedy. It's getting to the point of um kind of zany and wacky now, okay. and that's where they're jumping the shark. Uh, you can see that now, but mm-hmm. it's still it's still a really it's good, good, and I recommend it. Yeah. Talking about comedy, mm-hmm. um, for I watch. I went to Greensboro mm-hmm. for a weekend. G Boro <laughs> represent. Yeah, yeah. And my cousin lives over there now, and she went on a date. Because she had planned the date before I was going over there. Yeah. And uh, I was stuck at her place watching Netflix. So mm-hmm. I finally caught up. I watched Lady Dynamite. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> I was I was on, in, on the road trip. I was in my car <laughs> driving to Atlanta when I, when I seen your text. So I'm watching Lady Dynamite, which is honestly, it's a fine show. I mean, I mm-hmm. couldn't find anything wrong with the show. Mm-hmm. As a viewer, like it was good. Yeah. And then I sent a, a te- I sent a text to Chris and I go like, hey, I'm watching Lady Dynamite. You were right. It's a really fun show. I don't like it. And I don't like it. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, if you can give that show two episodes, you'll realize why I like it so much, right. but you probably won't like it because it's getting canceled. <laughs> I Yeah, it's getting fucking... And it's, yeah. it, like, it was a good show. The first mm-hmm. comedian... Mm-hmm. Uh, the first episode, a bit of like a... Like if Mark Maron had mm-hmm. a way tamer show... They're, they're all around in that, yeah. in that same vein. Uh, uh, Patton Oswalt was in that episode. Right? right. He was the cop. Yeah, yeah. Um, which and I love Pat and Oswald. Like I, I really objectively had no problem with the show. Yeah, I just think none of the jokes landed on me. I can see that because I'm not part of the comedy world yeah. or kind of like I'm not part of that culture, so yeah. none of the jokes landed on me. Okay, but the writing was good. The characters were good. Yeah. I mean the acting was good. Sure, yeah, the yeah. joke delivery was fine. Yeah, yeah. I really don't know why I don't like the show. So I think I gotta watch a couple more episodes. No, it's probably not gonna be for you. Like my girlfriend doesn't like Maria Bamford at all. Really, she doesn't no, like that's her, her name, voice. Maria Bamford. Maria Bamford. Yeah, she I, she was the most annoying part of that episode for me, but not because <laughs> it was her. Mm. It was because she was playing the sort of weird awkward awkward that's who she is in real life like she's um just... she's clinically uh bipolar and something else like okay. she really really is that makes sense yeah and like i really like her like she was yeah. nice and she's funny yeah i just couldn't get into the like her character into it's, that into that show it's very very um, odd like i can't relate with her or yeah. identify with her it's just like seeing something so whimsical and odd and i just can't stop staring at it and it's right. not even doing anything <laughs> you know? it, it is a, it is very whimsical like yeah. for all that shit that it tackles because it talks about like some legit stuff yeah it, for all that sh- it's like super just like yay we're making comedy yeah and i was like okay yeah <laughs> i'm into it so uh, uh, if you're into that kind of comedy, check it out. Sarah Silverman's in mm-hmm. it. Patton Oswalt's in it. Yeah. All, there's a shitload Tignataro, of people. Tignataro. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Maria Bamford. Lucas Brothers. Nice. Yeah. So like I watched that and I watched about an episode of that. Nice. And then I realized that I didn't enjoy it very much, mm-hmm. but it was good. And then I started watching The Antichrist with William Dafoe. The Antichrist with William um, Defoe. It's a really weird mm. artsy movie. It's on Netflix. Okay. I don't know what year it came out from, but it's pretty recent. I mm. think 2012, that time. So this isn't a parody or anything? This no, no, no. It's an actual movie. Okay. It's an actual sort of, not horror-esque movie, but mm. it's kind of like an independent artsy-fartsy movie mm. about um, William Defoe and his wife who have a kid. And the kid died because he crawled out of the, the crib and okay. then out of a window. <laughs> While they were having sex. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Uh, while the parents were having sex. Mm-hmm. And so they're having to deal with that aftermath. Yeah. And William Defoe's character is a therapist. Mm-hmm. And the wife is suffering from huge depression from yeah. keep fucking letting her baby die. Yeah. And the premise of the movie is interesting. 
I watched the movie and I was like, 20 minutes in, I was like, I fucking hate this movie. Yeah. I don't care about anyone in this in this place. How far up was the... Like, I'm, all right, so the baby crawls out of the crib mm-hmm. and out the window. Like, are they on like the second right. floor? Uh, baby died. I don't know mm-hmm. how, but baby died. Okay. That's all that matters. I don't yeah. tell you. Yeah. Um, but it, it's shot very independently. You yeah. know, independent movies that they're shot like... Oh, we have shaky cam, but yeah. it's like not really shaky cam. Yeah. And like the shots are weird and symbolic and mm-hmm. have religious imagery and mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, okay, this movie sounds interesting, but it just it just felt so flat. It was so boring. And everyone was an asshole in that in that fucking story. I feel like you have to have a reasonable amount of fear in order to enjoy those movies. You have to right. believe there is an Antichrist, there's a God, and there's a Satan. And these right. events could possibly come to fruition, you know, in order to get like the but, full entertainment value. But the fucking annoying part about this movie is that i made it through at least 60 percent of the movie mm. i was i was way more than half done yeah and there were still no real sort of references to the to satan oh, okay or right. like any sort of other religious imagery other than a couple of shots and like uh william defoe noting that the wife is now afraid of the devil mm. really so like 60 percent of the movie and i'm still not getting any of the delivered the, all the promised drama and I was like I don't, just don't give a shit yeah like yeah. William Defoe is a therapist and he thinks he's smarter than any other doctor and he's just like ah <laughs> ah like, no one give a shit anyway Be- better smile William Defoe or Steve Buscemi or they uh, both have like some awkward looking faces and smiles like, right. can you picture when you, it <laughs> when you define better smile mm-hmm. do you mean like best creepy looking smile yes of course yeah. creepy looking creepy smile, smile yeah. Defoe Defoe creepy looking smile Defoe <laughs> Wasn't he like Green Goblin or Hobgoblin? Green, Green Goblin yeah. in the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, yeah. Yeah. And he did such a great job. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but definitely the foe is a creepy motherfucker. Yeah. He just has a weird shaped face. He does. And I love him for it. But yeah. now he's old and wrinkly, so it's yep. just like, now you're the foe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Steve Buscemi, is, I love Steve Buscemi. He's getting all the shit, too. Yeah. Um, the last thing I had was uh, Game of Thrones. You know, that's right. Game of Thrones is still a thing. What's happening? What happened in Game of Thrones? Because last week it was a heartbreaking. Oh, the um, the door, a the whole door. door. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this week, you know how they'll have a big episode and then a small one, a mm-hmm. small one, then a huge episode. Like this one here is one of the smaller ones. Right. Uh, we've been following uh, Arya. She's the uh, the half brother of Jon Snow. She's the sister of. Um, Yada yada. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Arya for the past we're all two- fucking each other. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arya, she's been with the uh, the mini face god for the mm-hmm. past two seasons, and he's trying to teach her how to lose identity, lose mm-hmm. everything, give up all possessions, and become nothing and no one. And then she'll be granted all the powers of the universe, supposedly. Huh. You know. Okay. And um, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. You know, just give up everything that you've yeah. ever known and never had, and you know. And she thought that she could do that because her dad was uh, beheaded right in front of her in season right. one. So she's out for revenge. She'll do anything to get it. You know. Right. But because she has a goal for revenge, it kind of it's kind of fucking her up. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And she and she also doesn't want to be a bad person. You know, in that she just mm-hmm. wants to kill the people that she feels deserves it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the uh, many faced gods uh, things for her to do was to go kill this woman. He told her to go do uh, do it earlier in another season mm-hmm. and she couldn't do it right so he gave her another chance and this time it was like well one way or another either i'm gonna have her face or i'm gonna have yours oh, you know sure. so if you don't do this you're fucked you're dead right you know? so she goes she goes to go do it this time and then she fucks it up again and she doesn't have the heart to kill this wo- woman because mm-hmm. it's a good woman many face god is like do you think the that uh that god comes for the wicked and spares the, the good mm-hmm. you know it's like everybody has to die but she refused to do it, and now the mini face god is coming for that ass. Nice. And she's just sitting in a small, cramped room with no light, waiting on that ass. That's upsetting. So, 
I, I feel like Game of Thrones have a lot has a lot of like really beautiful imagery. Oh yeah. In the way that it's shot. Yeah. I gotta watch it. Oh yeah. I gotta I gotta catch up on that shit. Anyway, so we are at the end of the catch up. Mm-hmm. We're gonna come back and talk about drama. Yes. We got a lot of cool shit to talk about, I think. Lots of cool shit, hell yeah. So uh enjoy the little music break. I'm gonna drink my beer and come back. Yes. <laughs> And welcome back. We are going to talk about drama. Yes, yes. So, okay, drama Drama for me is a weird... I'm just going to get right into it. Yeah. Drama for me is a weird genre. All right. Because everything has drama. Everything has a dramatic element. Otherwise, there wouldn't be movies. Yeah. For me, drama... I don't, this isn't the official definition. Mm. But for me, drama is the, in the conflict created between two characters. Okay. And everything that exists in a movie is conflict between at least two characters. Yeah, it is. Right, so every movie has some element of drama in it. So we want to, I think we want to specify that we mean like the, like stories like the Titanic and stories like like Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. Stories that are not action, they're not meant to make you laugh. Yeah. They're meant to like make you feel a thing and make you feel the emotion that the main character is feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to feel the aftermath of whatever happens in the movie. Yeah. That, yeah. for me, is a drama. Yep. Like, no subgenre dr- drama, just straight drama. Right. Yeah, and yeah. most dramas are going to be are gonna be subgenre. It is. But yeah. drama, but they're always dramas. They're always yeah. dramas by themselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, starting off, what are you, some of your favorite drama movies? You know, there was we had a guy on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he got up on this microphone, and he bashed The Godfather. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, Jonathan. I'm not going to say any names, <laughs> you know, but don't worry about it. We're going to keep his name secret, Jonathan, <laughs> you know, but some, some guy, he came, he came and bad mouth the Godfather. And I feel like that is the single most greatest drama of all time. I agree. All time. I, I talk shit about it too, mm-hmm. but I agree it is what it is the greatest drama of all yeah. time. And that's yeah. why we'll never have that fucking asshole back on. <laughs> that's exactly why. Because <laughs> stuff like that. But, um, but the the Godfather had uh, Al Pacino, Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall, mm-hmm. Diane Keaton. Oh man. Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. De, 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 oh, De Niro was in uh, part two. He wasn't in the Ro- first oh, one. Oh, that was in the first one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Diane Keaton though. Yes. Diane Keaton. I. That's one oh. name that I hear a lot and I never put a face to it. Um. I don't think she's been in anything yeah. post I'll 2010. The, yeah, the thing. but but yeah, she was in The Godfather. She was in my favorite movie, uh, Annie Hall. Right. She was in most a lot of fucking Woody Allen movies, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, The Godfather. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola was the director of that movie. We've talked about it a few times, so everybody knows how great The Godfather is. What it is makes a great it great fucking movie? It just it just is objectively like in terms of cinema. Mm-hmm. If if you want to make a movie, yeah, you have to at least watch The Godfather at least. At least once, at you least have to. five times. <laughs> at least fifty <laughs> times, you have to. Because there's always something they're gonna miss, and there's yeah. always something that you can learn from that movie. I agree and even that. if you don't like the movie, mm. it's a masterpiece of filmmaking. Yeah, it is. And I think that's incredible. One of my favorite dramas of all time, as well. Mm. Uh, my favorite moment in any—I don't know which Godfather it happened, mm. but the horse head. That's the first one. The first one. Yeah. Still my favorite moment in any gangster film. Hell yeah! Fucking just wake up next to a horse head. <laughs> They had the um, the guy, I can't think of his name in the movie, but he mm-hmm. was portraying Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. the guy that comes in um, and talks to Marlon Brando early on. Right. So um, what he wants is he wants to get out of his singing contract. Right. And the guy's not letting him out of the contract. So then, of course, Marlon, Marlon Brando makes him an offer that he can't refuse. Right. <laughs> you know? And he refuses that shit. And he wakes, <laughs> he wakes up the next morning with a horse head in his bed. His horse head. Yeah, his, his horse. horse his prized horse yeah. head in his bed, just cut off, severed, bloody as hell in the bed. You know what the fun fact about that shot is? Mm-hmm. Um, that specific reaction 
they told him it was going to be a fake horse head. Oh. And the and the fucking, who directed this again? Francis Ford, Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. Mm. Uh, he said, nah, put a real horse. Nice. And the well, reaction well, of. I guess not so nice. Well, not so not bad for the horse. Who gives a shit? It was a great <laughs> moment in movie. <laughs> Fuck you, Peter. <laughs> Fuck you, Peter. It was a great shot. It was a good you shot. You watch that shit and tell me that it wasn't a great shot. That horse died for a like, good cause. <laughs> <laughs> then they fucking ate him. So We're, you're fine. Like the gorilla people are going to be all oh, over us this week. fucking gorilla thing. I'll <laughs> no. talk about that in the, in the premiere section. <laughs> Fuck that thing. But uh, yeah, that shot was improvised yeah. by the director because they wanted a genuine reaction. So they just put a fucking horse head in the nice. bed. What the fuck? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, God, okay, so Godfather? Yeah, Godfather. Yeah, that 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 scene was amazing. I really, mm-hmm. really love that. Uh, Godfather, that's the first one. Number two, my probably my top five, top ten movies all time, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. That is, I was going to say, for so far we have the same list. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump is one of my favorite movies too. Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> Ice Cream. <laughs> you, you got new legs. Lieutenant Dan, you got new legs. <laughs> I think... Apart from four, is my favorite character in that movie was uh, Bubba. Oh, Bubba oh, Gump. I love Bubba. Yeah, you got a uh, fried shrimp, sautéed shrimp, <laughs> unshrimp. You got the cooked shrimp. You got the buttered shrimp. You got the gumbo shrimp. shrimp. You got coconut shrimp. You got that olive so oil good. shrimp. That's that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite line is when a uh, Lieutenant Dan is talking to Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, "Forrest, have have you found Jesus?" And Forrest is like, "I." I, I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him, sir. <laughs> it is such a great fucking heart. First of all, it's a heartbreaking and heartwarming movie yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. And Forrest Gump is one of the best written characters that has that are mentally handicapped. Yes. One of the best written mentally handicapped characters that I've ever seen. I can only think of three. What's eating Gil- Gilbert, Gilbert Grape, Grape or Forrest Gump in a movie called uh, Radio? I haven't seen Radio. Mm, that was the only thing I can even think of. Yeah, I, but there's not a lot of them. Mm. Because they always fall into the, tra- into the tropic, what I call the tropic thunder trap. Oh, yeah. Where he goes like, never go full retard. Yeah. Which is a horrible thing to say, but a great line. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> so I think Forrest Gump na- nailed that. Yeah, I mean, did. it absolutely nailed that representation. Oh, yeah. And Tom Hanks, I mean, amazing as he is, did so much. For that character. If oh. that movie had been done by anyone other than Tom Hanks, I'm pretty sure it would not have worked. Not not as well. No. Nowhere as well. near as well. I, I, yeah. And But, like, again, this, these are Forrest Gump is a movie that tackles a lot of real-life issues, and it yeah. makes you feel sorry for a person that you didn't know you should be feeling sorry for. Yeah. And I think that's why it's an incredible piece of drama. It I is. I mean, the, emo- the, the emotional connection that that movie forces upon you is yeah. incredible. I, I was just looking at um, the director from Forrest Gump because every time I think about Forrest Gump, I automatically think of Steven Spielberg. Right. And he what, was a producer. Right? He was exactly yeah, and that's yeah. what um, Lon was telling us about. It was like Steven Spielberg. You might know him as a director, but he's a much more prolific uh, producer. Yeah, he is. And I, I went back and I wanted to look at who he's um, the movies that he's producing, who's directing them, because mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't make sense for someone to be that great at something and then every movie that he wants to get a new director from nowhere. Right. And I looked at his list and. He he works with the same people over and over and over that again. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And uh, with this one, it's uh, Rob, Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. He, he did uh, Back to the Future 1 through really? 3, the whole trilogy. Jesus. He did um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, that's one of my Castaway. favorite movies in general. Yeah. Who Framed Roger And who was the last one? Castaway. Castaway. That's Castaway's a good one. The too. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks one, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so Steven Spielberg, I mean, he finds a director that he likes and he works with him. Yeah. And I, I love that. I mean, that, I think that's what you got to do to be a successful producer. Yeah. Because there's so much people. I mean, oh, yeah. you got to find people that you have chemistry with. Yeah. 
so okay, so Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Um, after that is going to be the movie that we seen here on your uh, on your desk last Shawshank week. Redemption. The Shawshank Mother Fuzzy Which Redemption. Which I still haven't seen entirely. I have to see that movie. It's, I know it's good. It's regarded as one of the better movies ever. I, I mean, can imagine. It's, it's so good. Morgan Freeman, uh, Tim Robbins, Frank Darabont is the director. Stephen mm-hmm. King wrote the screenplay for yep. it. I mean, it's also so, so good. Also the novel, a short story. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, hell yeah. Yep. So they let him write the book, and they let him adapt the screenplay, too. Yeah, he wrote the book, and then they let him write the screenplay. Did you see what, damn, uh, what your boy did with The Shining? He was, right. like, he was like, get the fuck out of here, Stephen. Yeah, I, I think after, <laughs> after Kubrick, Stephen was like, mm-mm, <laughs> you ain't, you ain't mm-hmm, changing nigga, shit. You're paying me for the script. You're going to pay me everything for the script, for the book. You're paying everything. <laughs> you know? But, but that's also one of my, that's a really good movie. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, yeah. that that solidified Morgan Freeman in in history I for me so with yeah. that with that movie. You know, like get busy dying or get busy living. Yeah, get, get busy living. Yeah, get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, one of the so two. Good. It's it's so good. I mean, this is one of my favorite movies just because you have people that some some people that have no hope mm-hmm. in the in the jail, you know, or or seeing someone who has a life sentence mm-hmm. and they still have hope, not hope to get out, but um I don't know, like, what are you holding on to right. at, that, at that time? And you, the people that still had life and a twinkle behind their eye, mm-hmm. even though they were going nowhere, or to see someone who would be getting out in 10 years and are hopeless, right. you know, and or uh, one scenario in the movie, that, I can't spoil this movie, it came out in them 94, yeah. <laughs> so, um, like <laughs> yeah. but um, uh, one guy, he finally gets out, but he's been in jail his entire life, right. like, that's all he knows is jail. And when they when he when he gets out and he tries to adjust back to regular you know society, mm-hmm. they get him a job. He's in his seventies. They get him a job bagging groceries at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. They set him up with a small apartment. But he he's not been a, he's never been a, an adult in the real world. Right. Yeah. Know? He has to adapt to that. Shit. Yeah. Completely. You know. So um, he he lives that world for about three or four days, and then he hangs himself. Yeah. You know. He just yeah. go all the way out and kills himself. But and and oddly enough, the book, which is a rare occurrence for Stephen King, the book is has a happier ending than the movie. Wow. The book, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, mm. the guy lives until his death, mm. and then the parrot, which was his pet, uh, dies four days after him because he couldn't leave alone. That's oh. what happens. Oh. Yeah. But like in the book, the guy lives out his life, mm. and he, you know, he's a functioning member of society. Okay. So that's a rare occurrence when Stephen King is more it's depressing in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I think that's I think that's right. Correct me if I'm wrong. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what else? Uh, Tim Robbins. He Tim. really did such a good job there. I mean, because he was wrongfully mm-hmm. accused, you know, and he he was put in jail and he shouldn't have been there for as long as they were sentencing him too. So they were taking advantage of him the entire time. Yep. You can go ahead and do my taxes. You can go ahead and do any kind of book work that we need you to do. And we're going to keep you here for as long as we want to keep you here mm-hmm. because you're making this place run smooth. Right. You know, so, I mean, he he was done with it. He found him a way to get out of there. And he didn't care if he had to climb through the sewage and everything to get out. He got up out of there. He was determined to get the fuck out. Yeah. 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 More than more so than anyone also, else. That's I think this is one of my favorite near closing shots of any movie. Mm. There's like the crane upwards and the guy's like raining. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's falling on him. It's one yeah. of my favorite shots in movies. And mm. I don't know where it happens, but I yeah. know it's my favorite shot. It's, it's near the end of the last three yeah. fourths. He he finally crawls through that storm drain mm-hmm. and through all that poop shit and piss you know mm-hmm. all throughout like really you know and he gets out and then like you said he stands up and he finally experiences freedom with yeah. all the rain and the thunder and the crane shot is just lifting it's up just, it's there. a beautiful image it, it really, really is. is a beautiful image it is uh shout out to that director and cinematographer i mean those people did amazing jobs frank darabont mm-hmm. yeah he did really really good 
Um, Anybody, any other movie in your list? Yeah, hell yeah, man. Okay. Catch uh, Me If You Can. I see that one there. Yeah. And I remember that movie, mm-hmm. but I don't remember that movie. <laughs> Catch Me If You Can is, um, I thought that was where Leo was going to get his, his Oscar. Right. Like, that's, I really thought that was going to be the one that was going to do it for him. Him and, um, you put him and Tom Hanks in the same movie, starring opposite each other. Tom Hanks plays a, um, a federal agent. Mm-hmm. He's on the lookout for Leonardo DiCaprio, who initially just is um, forging checks, you right. know, here and there. And he gets so good at it that he's able to make the checks look realer than the bank. He's right. able oh, to wow. make it. Yeah. He starts printing his own checks and going from place to place to place to place. Then eventually he's like, I need to travel more. So he gets a job as a pilot on a plane. Yeah. You know, so he's just like sitting. This but, fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's based on a true story. You know, it's wow. not. Yeah. It's, it's not as true as it yeah. is depicted. But yeah, it's based on a true story. That's awesome. So um, Leonardo, he, he goes from place to place. He's like banging stewardesses all around the world. Is uh, so He the, always plays that character. Yeah. He always plays that douchebag, rich piece of shit. He kind of does. Yeah. I mean, does. he has the face for it. No offense. I mean, the but... one, the, the movies that aren't like super dramatic. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Wolf yeah. of Wall Street. Um, yeah, lots Catch of Catch Me If You Can, Catch Blood me if Diamond, can. Blood Diamond. He wasn't yeah, rich, but he was a piece he of was, shit. He was a douche. Yeah. yeah, he was a douche. He pulls anyway, off douche well. He pulls off. He, he really does, and that's and that's difficult, honestly. Like in terms of acting, that's difficult for me. It can be. Yeah. It can be. Uh, but um, yeah, ca- Catch Me If You Can. That's um. Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, and Christopher Walken plays uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's dad in that. Nice. I don't mean I don't know how that many of you guys. Cowbell. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like everybody has to know some Christopher Walken, <laughs> if only for yeah. the Saturday Night Live sketch. He was in my favorite movie called one of my favorite movies called Seven Can... Psychopaths. Yeah, that he movie was, was in amazing. That. Yeah, Hell yeah. He that was, was uh, really and then Tom Waits was petting a rabbit the whole time. I didn't know who that was. He's fucking fantastic. Nice, Tom Waits. Um, Anyways, but your last movie on the list. I'm not done with Catch Me If You Can. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) What the hell? Holy shit. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry, sir. damn it. (laughs) Shit. You're going to give damn Leonardo DiCaprio some respect. This motherfucker got an Oscar now. (laughs) He has an Oscar. He deserves Uh, 30 more seconds. He does. (laughs) No. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, (laughs) he he spends his time traveling around the world and Mm -hmm. evading Tom Hanks for the longest. And eventually, he lets himself be caught. Basically, I mean, in a roundabout way, he allows himself to be caught by mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks brings him back in to the um, to the federal agent or whatever. Mm-hmm. They put him in jail and they're like, you know what? It would be smarter for you to just work for us. You know? Right. So, I mean, just like in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> type of shit. He was like, all right, you're smarter than everybody around here. It was like, we couldn't catch you for the past 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you're, you're, a, you're a cutting edge. You're ahead of what these criminals are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Work for us. We'll cut some of the time off for you. And you won't have to spend your time in a cell. Right. So he does that for a while. And he still has the itch for that, um, that adrenaline, that rush that he just can't get. And he eventually decides to, to leave, to take off. Yeah. And Tom Hanks follows him. And um, we'll just follow him to the airport. And he, he's about to get on the airplane. And Tom was like, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, where, where are you going to go? Right. You know, it's like, what are you going to do now? And sure enough, he comes right back. And he works for them for the rest of his career, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. But, but yeah, catch me if you can. Steven Spielberg, Christopher Walken, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, 2002. Such a, such a good Into movie. It. Oh, Into yeah. it. And lastly. And lastly on your list, uh, Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Who... Which is one of my favorite movies that I could never watch without feeling uncomfortable. What do you mean? Uh, I can get through Taxi Driver without wincing in my seat. Mm. Uh, that's, I mean, it's a great movie. It's okay. an incredible movie. All right. And I love it. I really What's, do. What are the wince parts for you? Um, every time he tries to talk to another person. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
It's odd. Like, I mean, but, I always wanted to know his angles. He always yeah. seemed to have an odd angle in any conversation. Right. That is true. Well, it, it, it's just that the the character that Robert De Niro plays in that movie, Travis yeah. Travis ba- Baker? Travis something. Travis yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, he's just such a demented person. Yeah. But it's not his fault. Really, it's like a symptom of the place that he's in. Yeah. And then all that he sees, and he just kind of loses it. And the whole time, he's just lonely, and he's trying to get a person, and that doesn't How are work. you not identifying with this guy? I, 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 I you do. Know, you know what I'm saying? It's like this guy is like a cab driver about to yeah. snap because everybody around him is just completely full of shit. Right. And he just wants to identify with another human being that can recognize right. that everybody else around is full shit. of shit. But he can't find those first people. And, and that's why that movie makes me super uncomfortable because yeah. I see I see it. I yeah. see like, ah, oh, that's a lot. That's how I feel about yes. all the people. Yeah. And then I was, it's, it's, it's just scary as a person to yeah. like watch that and be like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. That's, that's why I like it so much. I mean, cause like, it's not Robert De Niro, you mm-hmm. know, we're looking at Robert De Niro, but the writer has had to feel like that, Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. to put himself in that position to write a character like Robert mm-hmm. De Niro. So, I mean, he did, he accomplished his job. He connected with people that feel the exact right. same way. I feel that way. You feel mm-hmm. that way. And that's, that's what writing and what movies are about for me that's really it's like just expressing a way that i feel that i feel alone like Mm -hmm. whatever that emotion is that has me feeling so isolated and alone and nobody else feels that way Mm -hmm. and then realizing that you're not that fucking unique right (laughs) you know you're not that's the good that's the uplifting part about the movie yeah is that by the end of the movie you're like oh fuck there's more people okay yes there's more people than the shitty ones (laughs) it's just it's just a movie that's like it's wonderfully filmed Mm mm-hmm it's Scorsese, yeah, right? Yeah, it's wonderfully filmed because mm-hmm. it was Scorsese. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and then but the writing was so just real and grimy and yeah. and just sort of like you listened to it and then you felt how just dirty the world felt along with them. Yeah, and like it just it just makes me really uncomfortable. But I I love watching that movie. What what I loved about that about um this well early Scorsese mm-hmm. work in general it felt so independent guerrilla style right because when you're when you're watching it it's like the sound you can literally hear cars driving by on the street mm-hmm. airplanes going past like anything that's like there's nothing obstructed about that right. sound whatsoever and a lot of that the funny thing is that a lot of that sound I'm sure was designed to sound like that maybe so that sound it's it's really hard to get good sound like that i think i, I, I thought it was authentic i yeah. thought it was just happened to be planes and cars and some <laughs> of it may may as well be mm-hmm. right but i do think that some of that sensation was designed i don't doubt it I mean, because it's so specific yeah and it's so like you can film in a city yeah and you know get super clean sound while still maintaining that ambience mm-hmm. that's like just the way that you want it yeah so like i it, the sound design for any of those movies that try to do that is incredible, mm. and I admire it immensely. What was the movie we just watched? Um, Barton Fink. Barton Fink, yeah. Yep. The sound. Barton Fink. Fucking good sound. Sound design is incredible in yeah. those movies, uh, and that's a, that's a thing that ask, that filmmakers miss a lot. Yeah. Sound, sound matters. Sound it really does. does matter. It does. And uh, but anyway, Taxi Driver is a wonderful movie. Yes. And you can so, okay, we just talked about dramas. Yeah. But there's a variety of what drama is. You, this, you know who list. knows drama? Who? TNT. <laughs> they know drama. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the podcast by myself now. Get the fuck out. <laughs> the commercial clearly says that they know drama. It clearly says, man. <laughs> so I'm going to take their word for it. I got to take them at their word. Um, oddly enough, 
Uh, I have a lot of the same movies on my list. Yeah. And even though I hate Titanic, mm. I really don't like the movie Titanic. Mm. Uh, I got to put it on, on the list as one of the best dramas. It's subgenre, but right. it's on there. Like, it's heavy romance. Too. Yeah, it's, it, it is heavy romance. Yeah. But I got to put Titanic up there. All right. I got to put Rocky up there. Oh, that's that's uh, a drama. Rocky's sports really drama, sports but definitely drama. drama. Uh, one of my favorite sports dramas. Mm. I think my only favorite sports drama. All right. Uh, Rocky goes up there. Mm. Titanic goes up there. What was your favorite part about Titanic? Uh, when they all drowned. <laughs> see, I just lost them up there, man. Just throw them up there and knock that shit out. <laughs> there you go. Fucking softballs. I love um, it. No, my favorite part about Titanic, and it's because one shot, it's Leo. Mm. He's handcuffed, and Kate oh, Winslet yeah. has to cut the the handcuff off. Yeah, with the axe. And she keeps missing the handcuff. Yeah. And I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. Because at one point it hits the handcuff, mm-hmm. but it doesn't cut through it. And she has to hit the same spot twice. Yeah. And she cannot fucking get it on the same spot. James Cameron, that's some good camera work, man. He he, he does have good camera work. That was some really good camera work because I was looking at it myself. And then like you see her get the axe and she mm-hmm. takes a swing. And as soon as she takes the first swing, I'm like, he, she's going to cut his fucking arm off. That's like right, swinging yeah. that far. He's like, no, choke <laughs> up on it. You got to choke <laughs> up on the axe. And you fucking kill me. I'm like, what the fuck? So that's my favorite shot of that movie. Yeah. But and I have another shot, which is when one of the butlers just falls and fucking hits. Oh, flipping! The, yeah. Just hits the fucking wind blade. Yeah. Uh, or, or the blade of the boat, and it's just fucking. It's just a great shot. Yeah. Um. But also another drama that I want to add, which I'm not sure qualifies as a drama mm. per se, mm. but Lars and the Real Girls. Lars really and the Real one. Girl. Yeah. That, that was more kind of a comedy slash drama. That's yeah, um, it was a dramedy, I think. That's your your boy, the, uh, the uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, yeah. The most handsome. There we go. Yeah, the most handsome motherfucker in Hollywood. The most handsome. I really yeah. enjoyed that movie. He, that was. I was surprised. I was caught off guard by that movie. Yeah. And Frank, I would also call a drama, but a little Frank bit of a dark comedy. Is Manco Fassbender. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I Ooh. Like, those are movies that have really heavy dramatic elements to them. They do, yeah. And... I think that's, this is why it's difficult to talk about drama, mm. right? Because drama is such a huge thing in filmmaking. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is the definition of filmmaking. Sure. Uh, so to narrow it down between like one specific genre mm. of drama, mm. it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. Because for me, as long as a movie that calls itself a drama makes mm. me feel what the movie wants me to feel, yeah. it was a successful drama. Sure. And Running on Empty was another really good drama. Which one was that? I feel uh, like I've seen that. That was uh, with uh, River Phoenix. We saw it in class uh, with Judd Hirsch. Uh, which, oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, another really good drama. Mm. Uh, fantastic filmmaking. Mm. I don't know who, I forgot who the director was. It was mm. Sydney, Sydney something. Yeah. Sydney, ugh, whatever. There you go, Sydney. <laughs> um, you got credit for it. <laughs> Sydney something. <laughs> Come down and accept your Oscar, Sydney something. <laughs> <laughs> they engrave it in the fucking thing yeah. in Sydney whatever the fuck whatever the fuck okay. take the shit get the fuck out of there um, but that was another really successful drama <laughs> no no man the fucking father son and the whatever the fuck <laughs> I'm sorry I had to interject uh, yeah I'm not a very religious man neither am I neither am I and okay so drama what is yes. your definition of a good drama a good drama um so let's, let me see if I can boil my top five dramas into one collective thing. Um, I'm going to say if, if, it, if, it, if it has, what, what, if, what is it trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, it's going to be about tension. So there has to be, I have to be on the edge of my seat, but not thriller mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, there has to be a conflict. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I, I think I know what you're trying I just, to get. I really just want conflict and resolution, really. And then yeah. you can you can really plug, pick and plug anyone else in and out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. For a drama, mm-hmm. do you find yourself that you have, you're have you rooting for one specific character more than the other? Uh, I try to. I try not to. Try not to? Yeah, it's like I try to play the field, like the fence, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, a lot of the time earlier on, I wanted to always root for the villain. Right. You know, and I still want to do that, but now I just like play the middle. Right, you, you play know? the middle lane. Yeah. For me, a drama is an incre- It's a good drama when I can acknowledge who the movie wants me to root for. Oh, who it wants you to root it for? It is a great drama mm. when I root for the person that the movie wants me to root for. Mm. That's how I look at dramas mm. because dramas are very one-sided. Yeah. There's always there's always someone trying to win the scene. Yeah. And there's always someone with an with an ulterior motive to mm. what they're doing. Yeah. And if you can make me root for the person that you want me to root for yeah. in your drama, then I it's, it's a great drama. Yeah. Because most of the times I acknowledge that I'm supposed to root for one character. Yeah. But I don't. I don't give a shit about the character. That, that's yeah, a bad drama. That's what was so good about Catch Me If You Can. Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. is the thief. Right. You know, but you're supposed to be rooting for him and hoping that he gets away and escapes Tom right. Hanks, the police officer. You know, so in that aspect, it's like, I'm like, I'll root for the bad guy. Yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> was the bad guy. I'm like, oh, no, we want you to root for the bad guy. I'm like, oh, you fuckers. <laughs> you know? Like, you've it's got me. and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's for me what, that's what a great drama does. And that's, that. that's like the essence of drama mm. for me. Okay. It's, it's who are you rooting for and why and does the movie want you to do that? Because mm. mm. there's always, like I said, there's always going to be someone winning the scene. Yeah. And there's always going to be someone pushing their agenda into the other person of the movie. Yeah. That's what I think the basic breakdown of drama is. Uh, Excuse me. Oh, get that shit. (laughs) And uh, I I really, uh, apart from other movies that you mentioned there, Mm -hmm. another movie that I can think of that really did that very well was uh, Goodfellas. Also directed by by Scorsese. Yes, yes. I keep fucking up his name. Like like in my head, Scorsese. (laughs) Um, but uh, Goodfellas, also directed by Scorsese, yeah. where you're presented with a, really a bunch of assholes, and you have to care about one of them in particular, yeah. and they do that very well. I, I just put in um, mm-hmm. best TV dramas. Mm-hmm. You know what came up on there? What? Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Oh, my God. Broadchurch. I didn't even think about television. It sure about Broadchurch. Broadchurch. David Tennant. What was, what's the woman? What's the woman's name? Um, she's uncredited. She's no, I'm un- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Her name is uh, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Yeah. David Tennant and Olivia Coleman have some of the best on-screen chemistry mm. that I've ever fucking seen in yeah. a television show. And yeah. that show, apart from having great f- cinematography, mm. I mean, because the show is fucking gorgeous. The writing is incredible in that show. I, I watched uh, two or three episodes mm-hmm. because of um, the head female actress. She was right. in... Um, Olivia Coleman. I guess I could say her name instead of calling her a female. Right. <laughs> she actually has a name that I have in front of me right now. Um, Olivia Coleman. She was in a show called Peep Show, a yep. British show, and I love that show. And then that was with Michael Webb, with Michael Michael Webb and uh, David Mitchell. Right. That sounds very familiar. Yeah, those yeah. are them. Those are them. Michael Webb and David Mitchell. Hell yeah. Who went on to do Webb and Mitchell? Are you serious? Sketch show. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, no, man. Like I'm looking for stuff to watch all the time. Yeah. All the time. Well, they're 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 super old, they're super famous in England. I knew them because of game shows and, and British television. What's the name of this thing? Uh, Michael and Webb. Michael, that's the name of the show. Yep. Michael and Webb. All right. And I guys, so. I guess you can go check that shit too. I think that was a, if you look David Mitchell, you find yeah. all of their discard. David Mitchell is like the the big thick mystic of the group. Mm. Oh yeah. David um, Mitchell. Yep. 
He's a super funny British comedian. Oh yeah. And but uh British people have nailed down what I think is television. I mean, I love British television way more than I love American I, television. I tell my girlfriend that all the time. Yeah. They don't go over five seasons, and I love them for it. Mm-hmm. Besides the Doctor Who, you know, right. that they're doing a million seasons of. But even Doctor Who, the reason it can get away with is because they change the fucking person every they do. three years. They do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, elsewhere in television, mm-hmm. another great, great, great drama: Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah. I didn't like it too you much. You like Breaking Bad? I did not. Whoa. I cared for three seasons. You know what? You're right. Then yeah. you're right. I'm sorry. No, that's no. <laughs> seriously, like, all right, because yeah. this, this is Breaking Bad, and I can't have this argument with most people because they right. love Breaking Bad the entire way right. through, and how great it is. And the first three seasons of Breaking Bad are amazing. I watched those in a week. Yeah, no, I can yeah. I can agree with you. And after that, it goes a little downhill. I'm not even a fan of the last season of Breaking Bad. Nope, like, I'm a fan of the last episode of Breaking Bad. I I'm thought not, that was a cool episode. I didn't like it at all. Um, I. That was it's the only episode. I saw the half of the fifth season. I wasn't yeah. into it. But here's what I think went down. In terms of like, if we're talking about drama, mm-hmm. here's what I think happened. You had a climb. You had a transformation from yeah. one version of this character to the other version of the character. Yeah. And then in season three, it happened. The transition he, was done. He yep. broke bad. Yep. He had so what? <laughs> <laughs> he did. What the fuck do you do with the guy that broke bad on a show called Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing else there to do. Yep. So they had to focus more on on, on Mary, on Marie, mm-hmm. on Hank, yeah. on all these other subplots. That just didn't, I didn't give a shit about. I want to know what was going on with Walter. Yeah, yeah. And after season three, they, they pretty much stopped giving a shit about Walter. What do you do after he broke bad? Are you yeah. already fucking- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last one that a TV show I want to mention. Well, it doesn't have to be the last. No. But um, The Leftovers. It's, the it's, leftovers. Yeah, it's you mentioned that. I got uh, the Angels. Yeah, yeah. Lab yeah. Rapture thing. Yeah. it's um, it, it started in 2014. Mm-hmm. This coming season is going to be the last season, season three. But thankfully, they let them know ahead of time that, mm-hmm. hey, we're about to cancel that ass. So whatever you want to do, just wrap it up. It. Yeah, yeah. Wrap it in a nice little bow. Yeah. Not like Firefly. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Oh, God. God. <laughs> I think I want Firefly so often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that was a, I, that sounded like a really cool show, The Leftovers, the, and, I'm, and I'm sad that it got canceled. It's so graphic. It's so yeah. graphic. But I mean, it's for a small niche like group. Like, mm-hmm. it's not gonna those type of shows. My favorite shows aren't gonna be around. They're not. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I think of, I was talking to my girlfriend about it. I was like, Why is it my entire life? Everything that I love on television is canceled after a season or two. All of it. I and, I can tell you why. Let's go. Because you're not the mainstream audience. <laughs> Exa- yes, exactly. That's exactly why you're not. And and then when I was telling her, I was like, so what like incentive do I have mm-hmm. to create my own thing mm-hmm. when the thing that I want nobody else likes? Right. And and now I have to kind of find a way to mix mix and match those things yeah, together. It, you know? it, as a filmmaker, all you're doing is trying to find mass appeal with trying to tell your own story. Yeah. And yeah. and it's really difficult. It's not it easy. Is. It is. It is. Uh, that's the biggest thing about just storytelling in general. Yeah. It's just, uh, but I feel the same way because a lot of my shit gets canceled too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's upsetting. It is. It's awful. It is. Um, do I have anything else to say about dramas in general? No, you do not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe you do. Maybe I do. Who the fuck knows? I, I okay. I, I just want to, I want to close because we're about ending time. Yeah. But I want to close drama by saying that it really isn't, there isn't a formula for drama the same way that there's a formula for comedy or horror. Mm. Or there's a formula for, you know, romances and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Drama really is very, very broad. It sure is. And you can tell that it was broad because we lack specificity to talk about a lot of the things that are in drama. Mm. 
and it's 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 mostly because if you want to talk about specific drama, you have to talk about specific some genre of drama. Sure, you have to talk dramedy or drama comedy or mm-hmm. or like sorry drama romance mm-hmm. because that's where the difference are gonna be. Is there the rom drum? A rom drum? Rom drum, <laughs> yo. Uh, I'm sure there is. Most romances are full of drama. Like Titanic rom drum. Yeah. Uh, we're going to call them that. Fucked rom-com, rom-drum. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Rom-com red rom. is romantic comedy yeah. and a rom-drum, romantic <laughs> rom-drum. drama. Yeah. It's like red rom, the little kid. Red rom. rom. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I definitely think that because drama is so broad, mm-hmm. it's difficult to talk to it with uh, um, specificity. Yeah. And that's why I enjoy drama. Because sure. it can be so many things. Yeah. And it can be done so well and so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That it really depends on which filmmaker is tackling it yeah. for in order to be good, bad, or anything in between, really. True. Give me one second. I'm gonna... uh, Brian is getting yeah. text messages. Sorry, it's my dad. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's really what I have to say about drama. I know that this conversation lacked a lot of specificity about the genre, like we usually like to break down. Mm. Um, but it's really because unless I want to talk about dramedy or drama romance or drama horror, mm. I don't have anything to say about drama other than the fact that it's a powerful tool mm. That has to be done absolutely right in order to sell a movie just as a drama. Yeah. And again, that has to be with like the tension that you have in the film, how you make me want to root for whatever character you want me to root, yep. who's winning the scene or winning the movie. Yeah. It's really what matters the most in a drama uh, for me because if the wrong person wins it, the it's ending fucked. of the movie is ruined. Yeah. If you lose your pacing, the movie's ruined. Yeah. If you lose your your dramatic tension, the whole movie's ruined. Yeah, you got your actors have to have great chemistry. Definitely do. Your cinematography has to represent a character's mental state. Yeah. So like dramas are complicated. Dramas are really, really, really complicated. Yeah, the movie movies. But they're also really, really broad mm. and hard to talk about. Yeah. Um. So, for now, I think I'm good on dramas. And what I think I'm gonna I'm gonna set this up as a following. Mm. We're gonna talk about Some two of, two of our favorite drama movies that mm. we really really enjoy, mm. and we'll break them down and try to explain the dramatic elements in oh. a future episode. Because right. I think that's how you can talk about drama. You have sure. to look at specific examples. All right. Um, so I'm gonna open another episode for that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I have to say about drama that's, today. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Gump anybody anybody Forrest Gump no no yes, you know the movie yes. that we talked about 10 minutes ago that yeah. one <laughs> yeah that was so clever right yeah no yeah oh, God. You're, you're, you're a goddamn get, comedian get me off of here man get me fucking <laughs> off of here there. God. anyway so we're gonna be back with the, with the television and movie premieres uh, for today's episode yeah and remember I'm gonna throw this out there again you can now find us on fucking Google Play yes you can Google Music sorry Google Play Google Music, Play music. Mm-hmm. yeah that's where you can find us yes um, so we'll be back with a little music <laughs> thing that we do <laughs> and then we'll back with television premieres yes yes Woo! thank you guys beer was a good choice beer was a great choice yeah. that was a really really good choice they were loosened up pretty well ah Corona God bless you. Yes, yes. And I, anyway, oh, we're here. We're back. Yeah. We're Hi. Here. All right. Um, and this week in television premieres, uh, we have uh, Tuesday, June the 7th, all the way through Monday, June the 13th. Uh, starting Tuesday, June the 7th, we have Big Bad Barbecue Brawl. Is that oh, the Food yeah. Network? That's some oh, good yeah, television. The, um, the cooking that network. That shit is never bad. <laughs> never bad. Never bad. 
I mean, the fact if it, if it would have just said anything generic about food, then mm-hmm. I wouldn't have mentioned it. But the fact that it's the big bad barbecue brawl, yeah, barbecue. I just picture a bunch of like sweaty men hitting themselves with meat. Oh yes, yeah, just barbecued and just fucking. Oh man, just slaps of meat. Yes, like food yes. porn. <laughs> yes, I'll watch you slap that meat, slather it down. Oh my god, hold on, is that? Nice? I feel like that's a euphemism for like penis. I think we're talking about different things. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Um. Tuesday, June the seventh. Uh, big bad. <laughs> no, no, because I was. I thought that the. <laughs> that might be my favorite thing that you've done. Oh, Moving, on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving um, on. The next ah. show. That was awesome. The next show is called Casual. Right. It's a it's a comedy on Hulu. They're coming up for their second season. They're okay. Season two now. I want to go back to the meat. <laughs> <laughs> the big bad barbecue, barbecue brawl, brawl, man. Cooking show. The cooking channel. Ten o'clock. I mean, they're gonna have the ribs. They're gonna <laughs> the, anything that you can put barbecue sauce on. They're gonna have it. Yep. They're gonna have it. They're gonna smoke that food. Okay. You know. You know what? Barbecue is delicious. Oh, we just got a grill. Oh, do you really? We just got a grill. Noise. And I made burgers on it, and I was so fucking happy. Man. Yeah. What, do you have a smoker? I do not. I only have a grill. Is I mean, is there like a like a separate side on the uh, of the grill? Uh, yeah, there's a there's like a little stove top. Yeah, that might right. be yeah, that might be mm-hmm. your offset. Um, it's called like a firebox, right? But like we just got that, and you can yeah. put, we put wood all inside there, and instead of like really charring the food with mm-hmm. f- open flame or just it, it, we just smoke the damn shit out of it. It's delicious. And, and then at the very end, we'll like light it up so we can get some you know mm-hmm. flame, some char, or whatever. Slap but, that meat, smoke that meat. Hell yeah! Sounds or, like a Lady Gaga song. Oh yeah, you guys horny, <laughs> or you guys horny? <laughs> <laughs> it's doing it for me. I mean, it's doing yeah. it for me. No, it's, it's Food Network is incredible. Yeah, I love I love them. I, I mean, it's on the cooking channel not the food uh, oh not the cooking channel okay. yeah yeah they i don't want them to get the wires crossed and think we're fucking up over here you know? <laughs> um, cooking channel if you want to sponsor us you can get us at the for film sake podcast at gmail.com yes which is actually an email <laughs> yes they should definitely do yeah, that absolutely i love it anyway go on uh casual. next next show i already said uh tuesday june the 7th casual that's a comedy on hulu i didn't get to see season one the um i've seen a lot of commercials for it and basically it's like um a new age relationship, man, woman, but mm-hmm. there is not the same monogamous thing that we've seen. Right. You know, but, I, but it didn't look like the, the friends with benefits type thing that I seen with Ashton Kutcher and, um, Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis or yeah. no, that was Timberlake, Justin, and Timber, Justin Timberlake and Natalie Portman. No, no, no. it was back. Ashton, yeah. Ashton Kutcher, Natalie Portman, Justin Timberlake, and Mila, Mila Kunis. Kunis. There we go. Bam. There we go. We're got got those wires crossed. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's, uh, I really okay. Here's I really wanna wanna see a romantic comedy mm-hmm. where it's a lesbian couple or a gay couple. Okay. I really wanna see that happen in television. A romantic company com- a comedy where there's a lesbian couple or a gay couple. Right, where the main focus is a lesbian couple or a gay couple or like a men uh, men gay couple. I've seen the movie. I don't think I've seen that. You've show. seen the movie? Yeah, there, there's a movie called The Heartbreakers. Oh, shit. with uh, Dean Cain, Zach Braff, and two other guys, but they all play gay guys. Oh, and it's it. Focuses on their their gay relationships. relationships, yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah, and yeah, like you know, who Zach Braff is. Yeah, no, yeah. I love Zach Braff. Yeah, yeah it's just like an out. It's a great. It's a it's a movie called The Heartbreakers, and uh, Dean Cain, the guy that used to be Superman, mm-hmm. he's in it, and it's like it. The only reason I watched it is because like a few years ago, mm-hmm. it said something about them being homosexual, mm-hmm. and then I seen the face of Zach Braff and right. the face of Dean Cain. I was like, oh, I gotta see this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I but, have to. Yeah, yeah, but it turned out to be a really, really, really That's good awesome. movie. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. I'd like yeah, to no. see that on television. 
Oh no no no! There is. Um, it's called uh, Transparent on um on Amazon Prime. Oh really? Show called Transparent. Them. They uh they won a good amount of Emmys last year. Oh. And they're dealing with um transgender people. Basically um there's a man and a woman. They're mm-hmm. married and um the husband uh not unlike Bruce Jenner like mm-hmm. this was happening like right around the same time you know the right. show came out and Bruce Jenner was transitioning into Caitlyn Jenner at the same time but we got to see it lived out in like a a farce you know okay. so That's I mean it, it takes some of the uh the heavy stuff off but mm-hmm. there's it's still there like there was in, in one instance the um the man um the, the father who's now become um a woman who's transitioned mm-hmm. into being a woman and he has to go to the restroom, so mm-hmm. he, he goes with his two daughters. His daughters are both in their 20s and 30s. Right. They walk into the bathroom all together, and then a, a 16-year-old girl, they're like they're inside the bathroom, and they're like, Mom, isn't that a guy? That's a guy, isn't it? That's you know. And sweet. then the mom just goes to fuck off. Are you a fucking guy? You need to get the fuck out of this bathroom. Bam. Like, just starts going crazy on him. And this is like two years ago, well yeah. before our HB2 law, well right. before, you know, the Caitlyn Jenner was really happening. And I was like, this is amazing. We get to see these kind of issues on television. Yeah, that's insane because we yeah. really don't have them. No, no. We really don't. And that's that's the only show that I can think of like that transparent. So guys, definitely give I, that. I will a have to check that out. Yeah, because yeah. we need to we need to show that people that are making these shows that these are the shows that we want to see. And that's another good thing about yeah. transparent. Not only are the is, is it central and focused around like mm-hmm. transgender, a uh, whole LGBT uh, community mm-hmm. and Q community. Um, is ran by the LGBT community. Really? Yeah. The, everyone that's starring in the show, where they're not just bringing in uh, straight actors and then having them play differently, which right. wouldn't be a problem if they did. You yeah. know, but they're actually hiring people that belong to the community. Okay. And that's pretty dope. Yeah. I'll have really to check really cool. them out for sure. Hell yeah. Give them some money. Yeah. Hell yeah. Seriously. They deserve it. Yeah. All right, um, so we got we got we got the big bad barbecue brawl. We got the meat out of the way. Yeah. We got casual out of the way. Right. And now um, coming back is not safe with Nikki Glazer. Not that's a that's a comedy type show. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Ten thirty. Uh, what the fuck, Nikki Glazer? Like I haven't seen her, but I know her. I've I've been hearing her name a lot, and I've mm-hmm. seen that commercial. Guys wanna be yeah. Guys wanna be yeah. Right. Yeah. I've seen that so many times. Have you so. seen it? Nope. Have you seen? No? nope. Okay. I've seen nothing of it, but it's just the whole wanting to support the fact that women are able. Two things: women are are in the forefront of television, and black people are getting television shows, man. This is true. Black people are getting TV shows. I mean, basically, because now all we need is black women to start getting television shows, and we're gonna blow this. We got one. Sky we got high. Um, scandal. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. Like black, we have actual black television shows. Like, I mean, we had a few. And how to get away with murder is another one, right? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, so, I mean, and, yeah, and Luke Cage. Luke Cage is getting another one. I mean, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to fuck up your thoughts. No, 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 no. We, <laughs> we got time. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, not not safe with Nikki Glazer. Mm-hmm. That's a comedy. It's gonna be on at ten thirty p.m. Tuesday, June the seventh. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Show some support. Yeah. Really, this is a this is an interesting thing mm-hmm. for me to say because I really don't like a lot of comedians. Yeah, it's not the fact that they're women or men. Mm-hmm. I just don't like a lot of comedians. Okay. I'm very specific with comedians, but mm-hmm. every female comedian that shows up, yeah, I give them a shout out, sure, because they like they deserve it for whatever it is they're doing. Because mm. like Sarah Silverman was the first female comedian that I saw that started breaking the boundaries of like what was acceptable for yeah. a woman to say on stage. Yeah, and she didn't give a shit. She and I'm glad that most people are not giving a shit now. She didn't. I mean, well, for this generation, like, cause um, what's what's the woman who ushered in Sarah Silverman? Um, Joan Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Joan yeah. Rivers. Joan Rivers. She's been in Louis no a couple of times. Yeah. Well, she yeah. she passed uh, last year, the year before last, unfortunately. Yeah. But but yeah, she she gave no fucks. 
You know, she's not not holding her lip. She's not biting her tongue for anybody. She gave it exactly Mm -hmm. like it was. And that's the weird thing that when after she passed and people were making jokes at her Mm -hmm. expense, I was laughing my ass off because I'm like, that's what she would have wanted. Exactly. You know, she would have not been like, oh, you can't make fun of me because no, she was doing that. That's that was her life. That was the essence of her. Yeah. You know, you take terrible situations and you make light of it. And you laugh at it. Yes. She's an inspiration to comedians. She is. No matter who you're talking to. Yeah. People yeah. cite her a lot as the person that made him want to do comedy. Yeah. She's just really good. Hell yeah. Um, but you were going to say black people are getting more television shows now. Yeah. There's a show called The Carmichael Show. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I even want to say anything about it at all, it's, it's been on for nine or ten episodes. Mm-hmm. And the guy, he's around my age. He's from Winston-Salem in North Carolina. Okay. And I still had nothing to say about it. And you would think something being that close to home, yeah. you know, I would connect with it easier. And people have been telling me about it and telling me about it and telling me about it. But it's on it's on regular network television, mm-hmm. like CBS, ABC, or, you know, one of, yeah, one of those. Yeah. It's on one of those. So I'm like, I'm probably not going to like this. Right. But it's actually tackling real issues. Okay. It's tackling real issues. The first episode that I watched, he um, he walks into a room and uh, he tells his girlfriend he has a surprise for her that they're going to go to a comedy concert. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, what, really? I can't wait. I can't wait. Who is it? And then he tells her to guess and she can't guess who it is. He, she looks on the ticket and it says Bill Cosby. And she was like, I'm not going to go fucking see mm-hmm. Bill Cosby. You're out of Damn. your fucking mind. Never. I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> and, and he's like, yo, you got to think about this the way that I'm looking at it. I grew up on Bill Cosby. And I, that's how I was too. You know, yeah. I grew up on Bill Cosby. He was an idol for me. And... This is Bill Cosby's farewell tour. Right. Unfortunately, I mean, if you if you see the way that he looks now, as opposed to two years ago, oh, he's dead. Yes, man. It's it's like how the like presidents they they you see the picture before and after, and this the stress is just torn That's them insane. apart. Yeah. It's like that with Bill Cosby times a million. Like mm-hmm. he just looks terrible now. He does and is the, the fact it's like I'm not trying to go out and support um, a rapist, right? Well, I'm not. I don't want to support you know someone who's just a terrible person, just in general. I'm yeah. not, I don't want to support that. I want to support my childhood. The comedian, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The person that you grew up I knowing. Want, yes, I want to support that nostalgia in my brain. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, and it's like, it doesn't even, none of that even matters, but it's just the fact that you're bringing up real issues like mm-hmm. that on a television show, on network show, TV. Yeah, itself, it, so. it, it, it opens a lot of doors yeah. for conversations that yeah. we do need to have. Yeah, I want to talk about that artist relationship with the artist because mm-hmm. of Johnny Depp's and Amber Heard situation. Oh man! Yeah. But uh, let's finish the premieres and let's see if we can talk about that. Yeah, the um, let's see Wednesday, June the eighth, the Country Music Awards are coming on. Like Country Shelton? Music. I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's the only name that I know. Honky Tonk. Like the, the 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 yes. Don't tear my heart, my achy breaky heart. heart. I just don't <laughs> think you'd understand. Yeah. That's like that's a new hotness, ain't it? Yeah, I think that's like ten years hot- ago. <laughs> <laughs> that is the brand new hotness, yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, the country music awards are gonna be on at eight PM. Like those are one of the things that I'll, I'll tune into just so I can know a little something. Like I'll know who won the country music album of the of the year right. and who won the single of the year. I mean, I'll tune in to see some Taylor Swift or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but that's coming on. That's that's dope. I mean, they deserve the credit. I just don't listen to country music. I don't either. I yeah. wonder if we have any crossover listeners, like listeners that are avid listeners of the podcast who also like country music. I'm, there's at least one. There has to be there one. There has at least one. Yeah. I'm going to email us in, hit us up on Twitter, yeah. do all of the good stuff. At underscore know. FFS podcast. Hell yes. Do that. Um, movies. That, yeah, that's it for television. Uh, movies coming out this weekend. Now You See Me 2. 
Now you see me too. Uh, the first one. I yeah, I don't remember the first one. The first one was the same cast with uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Woody mm-hmm. Harrelson, and Dave Franco. Right. Um, basically, they're trying to do like the biggest heist in history. Okay. And they're trying to do that exact same thing again. Okay. Um, in the first one, they didn't know that they were working for Mark Ruffalo okay, but the whole now time. They do. Now they know. Okay. Yeah. They thought Mark Ruffalo was out to get them the whole time, but now they, they realize. So I don't know where they're going to go with part two, but I'm amazing. It is a good cast. That is a good cast. I'm so glad they have Dave Franco in this. Dave, oh, yeah. The, the little James Franco. Franco little brother. Yeah, yeah. little Franco. Uh, my favorite thing about Dave Franco is that he showed up on Conan one day, mm-hmm. and Conan asked him, the fuck is happening with James? Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, I don't fucking know. No. I don't care. Yeah. That's his shit. Yep. I'm just trying to make movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know. That's his shit, bro. Like, what do you want from me? Um, the last, uh, last movie here is Warcraft. Warcraft. It is insane to me that Warcraft is a fucking movie now. It it's is. It's fucking insane to it me. It is. Mostly because when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and, well, I don't know when you were growing up. I don't know how present I, I was playing World of Warcraft. You were playing? Oh, yeah. Um, when I was growing up, Warcraft, you were uh, you were a nerd if you played Warcraft. Yep. Yeah. Which I guess is the same for when you same. were growing up. Yeah. Uh, so it's insane to me that now culture has, counterculture mm-hmm. has become culture. Mm. Man, how do you? That's how I feel about these comic book movies, right? Because like twenty years ago, like the comic books, that's we had the comic books. Oh, we had yeah. one or a few cartoons with the X Men cartoon, an old ass eighties Batman cartoon, maybe the Fantastic Four cartoon, the, the old ass Fantastic Four cartoon. I mean, it's like, but we didn't really have anything. And then I would go to school talking about Iron Man, go talking mm-hmm. about War Machine, and you are the biggest nerd yeah. ever. And now twenty years later, is that it's culture? Oh, War Machine's paralyzed. How sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh-uh. you see people walk. That, that's you know what? That's part of my my beef with Captain America too. Yeah, is like the whole time, like in elementary school, and reading these comic books, and no one gives two shits about Captain America. And now I can't walk down the street without seeing somebody wearing mm-hmm. a Captain America T-shirt with a shield. Nope, it's everywhere. Can't do it. Like, do you really like Captain America, or are you just riding dick? I you th- know, I think they're just riding. I dick. think they everybody they just riding the dick. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, I don't have anything fair. to be unfair fuck them yeah right um but it's insane to me that counterculture now is culture yeah it is because warcraft was you were a nerd if you played warcraft yeah uh you were an even bigger nerd if you played world of warcraft yeah that's what i played yeah uh so like the fact that it's become such a big thing yeah is bananas to me. It's insane. I, I want to thank uh, Chris Hardwick for some of that. This is he has some credit in that shit. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's also like YouTube culture. Yeah, has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Uh, the internet sort of culture has a lot to do with yeah. that. Yeah, because we kind of went like, oh, 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 fuck television. Yes, we now control. We this control shit. this shit. Fuck you. We're nerding this bullshit out. Hell yeah. And uh, I think it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. I don't know how good of a movie it's gonna be because it looked pretty generic. Mm. But the fact that it's tied to the Warcraft license yeah. makes me happy. The the reviews aren't that great. Mm-hmm. Reviews aren't that great. But um, Travis Travis Fimmel was in it. Paula Patton. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that Paula Patton? Paula Patton, the um, the one that was married to the the rapey guy <sighs> that we talked about last week. Um, um, I know you want it. Oh, Robin Thicke. I know. Robin yeah, Thicke. Robin Thicke. Yeah. So uh, Paula Thicke Patton. Sense. Yeah. Okay. And, and it makes a lot more sense now. I was I was wondering the whole time, like as soon as they 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 broke up, mm-hmm. then he went on tour and he was singing songs to her on the tour the whole time and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, she's gonna get back with him. She's gonna get back. And then after I'm hearing about all the rapey stuff from last week, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, now that makes sense. Yeah, he was he's a very rapey man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's it for movies. That is it right? for movies. Go see now. That's now you see me part two or Warcraft, either one of those no, two. Not a very like, how do you say it? Active weekend. No. 
Um, last weekend was pretty active. Yeah, we had the whole week. Through the Looking Glass, Next Men came out. Yeah, and then two weeks before that, we had Civil War. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. I I, I want to see summer movies, summer blockbusters again. I really yeah. want to see them. I think <laughs> they're uh, kind of disappearing a little bit. I mean, uh, Ninja Turtles. What is that? The week after that? I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's more movies coming. Um. Anyway. So I, I wanted to mention something real quick. Um, this is going to be like the five minutes that I go over. Mm. Because Amber Heard's and Johnny Depp situation mm. has been raining social media. I mean, it's been raining all the time on social media. People are talking about it endlessly. Only thing bigger than that is the gorilla. Uh, the only thing. Be- well, <laughs> Seriously. And, and, the, and it's only big, bigger than that because Johnny Depp's thing is already two weeks old. Yeah. Um, but um, Johnny Depp's situation with Amber Heard uh, just sort of just rushed pulled facebook mm. and i see everyone talking about how johnny depp couldn't possibly do such a thing mm. about how amber heard's lying whore which are actual comments that i've read mm. about this thing and there's just two things that i want to say to people that may think that uh or that are thinking that actively hold on i mean like, well we don't know what? The, no we details. don't know anything that's yeah. that's where i'm going yeah. this is what i want to okay, say yeah, yeah. I say like first the the first thing that I want to say is that we don't know all the variables. No, and whatever situation is happening is between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yes. So we should stop sort of um, assuming stuff about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Either one of them. That's their situation. Yep. And I I don't how to say it. I don't want to defend anybody or blame anybody Mm -hmm. so far. But my sympathies go with the potential victim. Sure. At any point in time. Mm. Um, that being said, I'm not going to immediately describe that. I don't even know who the potential victim is in this. Uh, she was the Amber Heard. She was the... Um, but, but I'm saying if... Drum Diaries. No, I know who, yeah. no, no, oh, who okay. she, no, I'm saying I know who she is, but I'm saying out of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, it was Amber. It was, uh, the, the allegation is that Johnny Depp uh, hit but Amber. Allegation. I'm yeah, saying if allegation. this allegation is not true, then he's the victim of having his name drugged to the mud. This is true. That's what I'm saying. I, I, don't, I can't side with anything. It's just and, it's completely done with it. No. But here's, here's the thing. Apart from all the speculation and allegations that are happening... Yeah. That's one side of the story. That's not what I want to address. Yeah. What I, I want to address to people is that the moment that a person identifies as a victim, mm. if the person that they're accusing yeah. is usually a male sure. of wealth and power, such as Johnny Depp, yeah. the victim will immediately be called a liar bashed by the public, and a whore yeah. Yeah. and will always be bashed by the general public. Yep. And that's wrong. Yep. That's so, so wrong. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not true. Right, sure. Even if Amber Heard is lying about Johnny Depp's situation right mm-hmm. now, even if that is true, the the default mm-hmm. position should not be she's a lying whore. Nope. Should not be that. Mm-mm. The default position should be, all right, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Let's figure this out and let, see what happens. It should be what the fuck is happening. Let's let the police figure this exactly. out. Exactly. You know? Um. So that's what I want to address. Yeah. Victim, it's called uh, victim blaming, I think. It is. Now, we talked about this last week. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. And it's never okay. It doesn't matter the context. Mm-hmm. Because if you do it to Amber Heard, right, there's mm-hmm. going to be some girl that just got into a new relationship with some cunt mm-hmm. that's abusing her. But because she sees the drawback that Amber Heard is getting in the public media, mm-hmm. she's going to say, well, I can't say anything. You're not going to believe me. Mm-hmm. And then that person is going to live in an abusive relationship for six years mm-hmm. or until she gets killed because you called Amber Heard a whore on television you know and the, the the association the link is weak it looks weak right mm. but that's what general opinion is mm. right that's most of the comments that i see okay and it's, it's so incredibly wrong that a situation like that happens mm. and we immediately vic- we blame the victim Instead this, of this, I mean, being neutral about this my, and, and analyzing. My, my, my only beef with it is that people are investing in it 
even more than zero percent. Mm-hmm. You know, my only investment comes after the police have done their Figured due diligence. Like that's the only time. Right. Like right now, I'm not siding with with Amber Heard. I'm not siding with Johnny Depp. I'm not siding with the people that are calling her a whore. Like I'm siding with nobody. Yeah, like, the same whole, here. The whole situation is completely null to me. Like mm-hmm. I don't care that it's Amber and Johnny. No. I care that it's a man and a woman, mm. and the woman is getting victimized. Maybe and blamed. That's- we don't, no, yeah, no, 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 no. She, she is being blamed. Here's yeah, the she's thing. being blamed. Here's the yeah. thing. I, let's take away every name from it. The yeah. fact that there are two people. Yes. And there's an allegation that the man mm. has abused the woman. Yeah. And people are automatically, automatically. going, well, she's a whore. Automatic. She's whore. a lying whore. Yeah. That's the part that I'm super angry that. about. Yeah. I don't care about the variables that they're going with because they're not my problem to yeah. figure out. Yeah. They're the police and their problem to yeah. figure out. Yeah. But the attitude about it is upsetting. It's really upsetting. Yeah. Because it, it opens the door for a lot, a lot of things that shouldn't be opened. Yeah. And in the public eye. So I, I don't know. I, I wanted to bring it up because it's been bothering me because I, I, I hear it a lot. That's a, that's like one of the downsides of fame. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. It's a terrible part of fame. And I mean, that's not the first time the you know that people are, are I mean, people have been negative. Mm-hmm. You know, any I mean, it, it doesn't even have to something this terrible doesn't even have to come up for them to go to Amber Heard's Twitter and call her a whore. Exactly. Just because it's Wednesday. It's just an excuse. You know, it's yeah. just an excuse yeah. to call her a lying whore. It's, yeah. Because even if things are not true, something happened, right? Something had to have happened, and we don't know what that thing's gonna be. Mm. We just don't know. So it's it's just. Victim, bl- like that kind of victimization or blaming the victim for mm. the actions that caused them to get hurt mm. are symptomatic of a larger issue. And the larger issue is scary. Sure. And anyone that has half a brain should, shouldn't be saying things like that. No. And that's what I wanted to address. Just like be a fucking person. Yeah. Just be a fucking human. Yeah. That's yeah. all that you need to do. Yeah. Stop being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, it's just, it was a weird situation. Yeah. It really was. But if it had happened to anyone else, like if it happened to any other big profile name, mm. same thing would have happened. It's just it would have. It would have. People like to flock to the people like to flock to the like they like to defend the men mm. and they like to blame the woman. Mm. That's just a fact of life. It mm. happens a mm. lot. Yeah. And it's upsetting. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to address. So like hopefully people that are listening, if you had some sort of opinion, which I hope you didn't, of like you know, the she's obviously the one at fault. Mm. I'd, I'd like you to reconsider and know the fact that we don't know have any of the variables, mm. so that you should probably hold your opinion until nothing. Until I was saying, why do you have an matter. opinion? You shouldn't have an opinion. Yeah. Well, I guess that's my whole thing. Is like I don't know either one of them. Is like yeah, like the people my next door neighbors like mm-hmm. are probably having the exact same issues, Maybe. and nobody's talking about nobody it on Facebook. Nobody gives zero shits. Right. If they're mm-hmm. over there fighting, then the police can get called over. They can handle that situation. Mm-hmm. Still not gonna have an opinion. Nope. You know, and it's just like I don't. I, I care that that you should never harm another person male mm-hmm. or female yeah ever absolutely you know what I'm saying? i don't feel one way stronger about it than mm-hmm. the other yep. violence is not cool nope in any phase in any way it's, any just, it's just not and i mean when it's happening i'm not trying to side with one person or the other mm-hmm. or trying to find out the details of how this stuff is happening yeah. i'm realizing that is a situation that i don't want to be around and i'm not going to put myself yeah. in it and it that's is as shitty. far as i go like that's that's as far as i would like to go too yeah but I mean, there's just so much of it in social media it and is? that I, it's hard for me to not address it. All yeah. right. All right. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Don't be a dick. And yeah. thank you for watching. Yeah. And enjoy the movies that are coming out this weekend. Uh, I think that that's it, right? We didn't. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Google Play. Google Play. Get on Fuck that yeah. Google Play. We are on Google Play. If you're an Android listener mm-hmm. uh, who used to listen to us on SoundCloud. Yeah. 
And now you can listen to us on Google Play Music. Google Play and Music, we guys. got there today. You can find us on there for film sake. Uh, for film sake. And you can hit us up on Twitter at, uh, at underscore FFS podcast. You can find us at, at Google Play Music. Mm-hmm. And you can hit us up on Twitter at, the undersc- uh, at underscore FFS podcast. Yes. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cheers. Good night, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Later. <laughs>